0: Another episode of We Are Not Wizards. My name's Richard, I'll be your host this evening. And tonight's episode is going to be called From Touchdowns to Card Games. Now I know why it's called that, and you will know why it's called that. Because joining me tonight is a gentleman by the name of Chris Clue. Now Chris Clue has gone all the way from the professional uh, American football circuit um, to being involved in things like World of Warcraft, to his latest um, kind of project, which is to have a game, um, his own card game that he's designed called Twilight of the Gods. So, um, ha- hello, Chris. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure's all mine. Believe me, um, I've uh, I've been tracking the the project with um, with some interest. Now, um, for people who haven't listened before. The reason that we do this is because there's quite simply not enough podcasts out there about board games. Um, <clears throat> one of the things we like to do on We Are Not Wizards when we have a guest on is we just like to find out a little bit about how they their past, a little bit about the present, and then we want to find out a little bit about the future. So, um, Obviously, your professional career was more on the field than in front of the table. But how is it you actually got um, involved in in kind of board games, Chris?
1: Yeah, so it's funny. I was a nerd long before <laughs> I was a professional <laughs> uh, football player. Um, I grew up playing uh, the NES, uh, playing Magic. Um, tried to play D and D and Shadowrun with my friends, but none of us ever wanted to GM, so uh, <laughs> the campaigns never really got off the ground. And uh, yeah, you know, it's it, I I love playing games. Um, I you know whatever type of game it happens to be, and um, that's just something I've done ever since I was a kid, and um. I think I first got into Magic with Revised, I want to say, so back in like 94, 95 something right. like that. And um, yeah, been been playing games all my life. Did you build up like quite a large collection of Magic? Oh yeah, no, I um so so I played from Revised all the way up through Mirage and right. um, had a had a ton of like dual lands and you know looking back cards that are like wow I really should have kept a hold of those cards. <laughs> but is there is there a bit of card card loss regret then? Is there kind of stuff? Yeah, that you're it's kind a- of like yeah, but, but, well, the the thing was though is that um, so it was me and my brother. We we played a ton, and then um, when we both stopped playing, uh, one of our cousins was uh, really getting into magic. So we just sent him like this entire like box full of magic cards, and uh, so yeah, so he was pretty stoked because he you know he got access yeah. to all these really cool cards. But, how long um, yeah, how long look, was it before
0: you kind of started cursing his name because you realized he had a whole pile of cards that were Yeah. <laughs> <literally 80 cents. laughs>
1: well, I mean, you know, obviously looking back, it's like yeah. I probably should have held on to them, but at the same time, you know, yeah. I'm glad he got use out of them and, you know, yeah. was was able to play with them because yeah. um, I'm, I like, I know that there's the collector value to, to this stuff, but at the same time, like, I, I like playing the games and, okay. you know, I, I want people to, you know, to actually play with the cards and if I'm not playing with it, well, then someone else should have the opportunity to do so.
0: So, did you keep the cardboard going while you were, you know, professional footballer then?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually got back into Magic, I want to say about my third or fourth year in the league um, Uh when uh, Commander uh, came out. Because it was something where, because I still had, um, our, our cousin actually sent back a bunch of the cards. Um, unfortunately, none of the dual lands, but <laughs> those, those didn't make it. <laughs> it's like that black, the the black lotus or the black, <laughs> kind of right, right, yeah, mysteriously exactly. disappeared as well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, so, so I had all these old cards, and um, I was actually in um, Minnesota. Uh, I played for the Vikings. Um, yeah, and my the local gaming group that I was playing um, War Machine with, a uh, tabletop miniature game um they had just gotten into commander and so one day they were playing it and i stopped by the the store and i was like whoa hey what's this like this doesn't look like normal magic and so they started explaining the rules for Commander to me and I was like, Okay, this makes me excited and, and I want to play Magic again because now I can go back and get all these old cards, you know, and I don't have to worry about <laughs> spending a thousand dollars for booster packs to I keep suppose. up with modern.
0: You've probably got other guys in the league since so what did you buy? It's like, come on, let me show you the stereo I've got. It's got seventeen speakers, it fits <laughs> yeah. fifteen CDs. It's like Chris, what did you do? what did you get with your league bonus and your um your latest record kind of bonus check?
1: Yeah, Look at this uh, folder. Yeah, check <laughs> check out these commander cards. <laughs> check out these bits of cardboard, and the guys are like, "Yeah, right." Well, okay. it was it was funny too because um, uh, Wizards of the Coast uh, they actually sent me you know some uh, some commander stuff like to the locker room. It was great, so I <laughs> unpacked it. <laughs> you know, did you kind so of guys... drop hints as you went by? Did you kind of like did you go when you like you know scored a
0: conversion or you know touchdown? Did you like go to the camera, lift up your shirt, and it had. Mad- Wizards of the Coast send me magic <laughs> yeah. cards now and they're like we've been sponsored
1: <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah I wish um, yeah no. um, unfortunately I didn't really score any any touchdowns or anything because I, yeah. I was actually the one person who did use his foot on the ball because oh. I was the punter which oh, I'm well aware has a different meaning in Europe <laughs> yes <laughs> but um. But yeah so essentially when um, when it was fourth down for the offense and they were doing horrible and we needed to give the ball away to the other team yeah. I'm the guy that came in and kicked it to them you kicked it League.
0: far down the field as possible So they were starting yeah. off as far down close to their end zone See? Exactly Technical yep, there you go. I, <laughs> Did I, you I research? I, I think so <laughs> Research <laughs> You know last time I We used to have um, <clears throat> Back when I was very young And there was only actually five channels on the TV They used to put American football on all the time So you used to stay up and watch it Kind of later and later and later And you kind of really really got into it But then there was like the John Madden games on the Mega Drive so I played mm-hmm. that for, you know, a long time. So, you know, now that I've made a complete idiot of myself by not knowing what position you played in... But oh, we can... it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one cares can... about the punter. That's nothing new. No, that's just... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But, I mean, that ties in nicely to the some of the things that you're doing in the Kickstarter campaign, which we will we will certainly talk about and come back to. Did you stay with Magic, or did you... <clears throat> Stay with the card games or have you kind of gone into other board games as well as, as time goes on?
1: Yeah, so um so played commander for quite a bit. Uh I think I recently stopped playing about about a year ago um cuz mm. we moved. I still have my deck. It's a Mariki rebarrett deck. Um that it's not a super controly deck. It's more I try to win via like fun win conditions yeah. that like very Rube Goldbergesque, you know, it requires like five different cards for me to win cuz right, that's okay. y- you know, it's it's easy to make a like a permission deck or a you know, one turn kill deck, but it's like where's the fun in that? You you're not, you know, Yeah, I've really kind of seen that. I've seen that where somebody says I've seen at the local club where you've got two guys facing
0: off with each other and the guy just manages to draw the right cards and he goes like okay I've got this, I've got this,
1: I've got that Mm -hmm. I've got this, I've got that, I've got that and you're dead Right, yeah exactly What's the, what's the
0: actual fun of that?
1: Right. And so um so we uh the guys that I play with um we actually played the Game of Thrones card game quite a bit which oh, is okay. it's it's a fun game but at the same time everyone always leaves angry cuz <laughs> it's just <laughs> rage inducing like every play <laughs> <laughs> so um I think they just released uh, version 2.0 of it which they fixed some of the problems that that were in the the first version but it's still yeah. very much rage inducing like no one's happy even even the person who wins <laughs> so <laughs> that that one we only play in small doses and then um yeah uh, various board games so um we have a, a copy of Risk Legacy that we've gone through quite a bit mm-hmm. um Splendor is a lot of fun I love that game that's, that's a uh,
0: nice that is a nice nice game and it's um it's, uh, it's really inexpensive to pick up as well. And it's one of these games that every time somebody mentions it, I'm like, I need to write this down, play Splendor. Because yeah. i have not played it myself, but every single person that says it kind of loves it. I mean, for people listening at home that maybe haven't um, played Splendor before, do you want to give a quick rundown? Because one of the things we like to do at We Are Not Wizards is to kind of give people a quick rundown of maybe games that are out there that they might want to, to touch on.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, It's so it's a really simple concept. Um. Essentially, there's five different colors of gems. Um, I think it's like diamonds, rubies, sapphires, emeralds, and opals. And your goal is to acquire uh, these, like, various mines and, you know, shipping routes and stuff like that. And you do that by spending gems to acquire them, and then those kind of act as your resources. They give you more gems. Right. Um, and it, it's all just basic, like, color matching, um, but there's, there's some strategy involved. In, okay, this one uh, resource might cost you like five gems, whereas this other resource might only cost you three gems. Uh-huh. But you may not have the gems to get it yet, so you have to then take them from the bank and other people can try to screw you over by hoarding certain resources. So it's it's very simple to pick up and play. Like, I taught it to my kids. Um, They're eight and six. They they both right, know okay. how to play. Yeah, so, so it's super easy to learn. But then there is some complexity and some depth to it, to where... Because um, the, the eventual goal of the game is to get 15 points, so the first one to 15 points win. Yeah, and um, the the resources start giving you points as you get to the higher levels. All oh, right. So, okay. yeah, so it's pretty cool. I, I would highly recommend checking it out because, like I said, it's it's super easy to pick up, and then um, you know you, you can teach it to, to just about anyone. Oh, that's cool.
0: I mean, um, <clears throat> any anything else that you're playing at the moment as well? Anything that's? I mean, obviously you're concentrating <laughs> on your own little. Bit yeah. <laughs> Is there anything um, else you've maybe seen in the you know, the last year, the last couple of months that you would maybe like to get your hands on or, or get to the table yourself?
1: Um, we played uh, Power Grid recently, which is a really great game. Yes. Um I love that game. That's yes. uh, just it, it's like a better version of Monopoly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a point to it, and it's also there's not the random chance of dice
1: as well. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's very much yeah. Trying to figure out okay, uh, risk versus reward, and then also what are these other people doing versus what do I want to do? Yeah. Um, do I have enough you know money slash resources to do what I want to do? Can I mess with someone else's plans? So yeah, yeah that, that's a really fun one, and, it's, and then, it's, it's
0: all about controlling these resources and and, and kind of. It's almost like building up a building up a chain, building up your own little machine. That the whole point of it is, it's it's a Euro game, so it's all about kind of scoring points at the end of the day. But your it can mess with your mind because you've got to decide if you're gonna put if you're gonna get resources like coal or if you're gonna get mm-hmm. like you know other resources that you can use. All about kind of getting your points, building up your power as well. It's right. good fun. I played it a couple of times and I'm a man of very small brain so I always lost. <laughs> 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 Everyone else
1: is like at forty points and I'm sitting back at like five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's a, well, because you also have to balance too, like, okay, I want to buy that really expensive power plant, but I need yeah. to save money to expand out into other cities so that way yeah. I can make more money. So it's it's this really neat kind of like balancing act where, you know, one turn you might want to just focus on resources and then the next turn you might want to just focus on expansion.
0: I mean, and as a quick aside, I mean, have you in your process of trying to put together the your own game? Have you tried to play more games trying to kind of pick up ideas and stuff like that?
1: So, so yeah, so that's actually one of the things with Twilight of the Gods is that because me, my brother, and then um, our two other friends uh, were the four people behind it, um, Mm. we've played so many games throughout the course of our life that, like, one of the things I wanted to do with Twilight of the Gods was fix some of the problems that I saw in, um, like, trading card, living card uh, game-type games. yeah, Because... Like, as we mentioned earlier, one one of the big things you see in Magic a lot, and in stuff like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! is that all too often, it's one person playing the game, and then the other person is just forced to sit there and watch. Yeah. And, like, that's not fun. I mean, no. the, the, game, the game should be, a game is where everyone is playing, like, everyone has a chance to affect the outcome, and if it's a one-turn kill, or infinite extra turns, or permission deck, like, okay, one person's playing the game, but, you know, for that other person, they're unlikely to want to play it again, because they don't feel like they got to do anything yeah, so cool. so yeah for us that was our our overriding design philosophy is everyone gets to play with their toys and so <laughs> yeah well no and i mean it's, it sounds kind of you know silly no it like, doesn't because like, i
0: can i can see it because what you want is you want there is nothing worse than having having an imbalance of a game where you have somebody that has even if they got five minutes more experience than you playing the game then they're doing stuff which is affecting things which you have no idea how you're Mm -hmm. affecting things. You end up sitting there through like a 15-minute turn well they've got like an infinity machine kind of going on saying, okay, so this gives me this, which gives me this, which gives me the next thing, which gives me this. And as I say, like we said at the beginning with magic, you're then, you have lost and you've done you've done right, absolutely yeah. nothing about it yeah you exactly
1: know? you you just sat there watching someone else move cardboard around and you're like well yeah. why did i even bother to play this it's <laughs> like, like it's like garth elgar i'm having fun yeah <laughs> yeah so so for us that that was actually one of the big things from from all our you know experience of playing games and just playing all these different types of games is trying to recognize okay where are the situations where it's fun for everyone no matter mm. if you win or lose well you know, how can we still make it compelling enough to where people do want to win? Because, you know, there there are cooperative type games where it's like, okay, you know, we're all working together to try to win and, you know, there are games where it's like, okay, cool, you know, it's it's more, not casual, because I hate the word like hardcore and casual because yeah. there's so many different layers to games in that, but you know, th- there definitely are games where it feels like, okay, there's not a lot of depth to this game, you know, it's it's exactly. fairly easy to master. Exactly. Where Whereas we wanted ours to be, okay, you can pick this up and play it and have fun and have a good experience, but if you want to go dive Diving down into those layers, then you know, we've yeah, created yeah. this enormous rabbit hole for you to go down into. What made you decide to to, to kinda of design a game? So the, the for me, the overriding uh, motivation to make uh, what ended up being Twilight of the Gods was when I played Magic, the thing I absolutely hated most of all when it happened was getting mana screwed. Right? Yeah. You you draw your cards and you're like oh cool i'm gonna get to play and then you never draw any lands mm-hmm. it's like uh this sucks because you have all these plans and you want to do all these things but due to just the simple fact that your deck didn't give you the right cards you weren't able to play the game yeah
0: it was so, i was like i was playing pokemon with my son um mm-hmm. my middle son um on sunday there and uh i got three level one pokemons i got no basics i had one basic <laughs> in my hand who was something like a tea leaf or something like right, that right yeah <laughs> i put him down and my son drew like a green ninja <laughs> my guy had like 40 hit points he just went he drew like his green ninja attached an energy next round attached another energy and went bam you're dead and it's like we'll put another card in. it's like i can't I Have no right. basic Pokemon left. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of the
1: game, and that was me. I was kind of lost. So yeah, exactly. And, and and so that's one of the things you know, and you see that happen so often in these kind of games where it's like through through no fault of the player's own, like they can deck build, you know, a deck that has yeah. the right proportions of creatures to to resources, etc. And for whatever reason, they, on, they don't draw the right resources. Or they only draw resources, which is, you know, another way of getting mana screwed. Where it's like, great, <laughs> I, have, I have all the mountains in the world. <laughs> I've got I have all the money, to but I've got a supermarket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that, that, to me, was one of the big things. Because it gets back to that, that basic design philosophy of everyone should get a chance to play with their toys. And hmm. um, unfortunately, there's too much RNG there to where it's like, okay, you know, y- you could be a good player. Um, you know, you you could have the best strategies in the world, but if that happens, then it doesn't matter. Like your skill no longer matters in this mm-hmm. game. Okay. And so, um, so that that's where I came up with the idea of the resource system for the game, where, um, essentially, it's in order to get resources, um, you don't play them from your own hand. You actually have to trade with your opponent. So there's this uh there's this very interesting thing we've seen during the playtesting, where um generally for the first like 4 turns or so people will be very cooperative cuz they want to trade for resources so they yeah. can get their own cards out and then right around turn five, it's like a switch gets flipped. <laughs> and then it's like, well, no, I don't want to trade with you anymore. <laughs> I'm going to try to kill you. <laughs> exactly. Tables get flipped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So People start threatening each other. Right, yeah. So so it's this cool melding of cooperation and competition. And, you know, that that was also something that, that I wanted the game to have is kind of like almost this meta commentary where, you know, that so often we, we cooperate we cooperate we cooperate and then we start rubbing up against each other you know those borders yeah. start getting really close yeah. and then now all of a sudden it becomes competition yeah and um yeah so so that was uh, that was pretty much the genesis of it was I hated getting manuscript <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how close how close from the you know sitting around the desk with the white bits of paper and the biro pen writing down stuff and the final product. How close are the two? Is there a massive difference in the kind of the basic design or has the game completely changed or have you kind of said, well, you know, have you kind of got what your original idea was basically?
1: Yeah, so so the basic ideas are there. So um, when we when we originally came up with it, so I came up with kind of the the ideas for the mechanics, and then yeah. um, I recruited my brother to help me out because he's really good at breaking things. Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> if, like, no joke. If you ever want to design a game, make sure you know someone who's really good at breaking yeah. stuff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because. I, absolutely. They they will find the things in your game that make it unfun, and uh-huh. then it's up to you to decide. Okay, is this intended, or do we need to figure out a way to fix this so that it doesn't happen? Because... Is this is this a
0: history of him breaking things? I mean, is this? Oh going yeah, back yeah, to we <laughs> toys and.
1: <laughs> yeah, growing growing up, we, uh, <laughs> we we didn't always get along, but <laughs> we... it's like you know, well, it's good that right. happened. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so it, it, but no, it was one of those things where I knew, okay, he's this is a strength of his. Like he's really yeah. good at finding you know the min-maxing of of theory crafting into okay, how can I make the game suck for my opponent and really yeah. good for me? And that's like I I knew I wanted him to be involved in it because I wanted to make sure that when people picked up and played the game, they didn't have that experience where it's like, oh, my opponent's taking infinite extra turns and I'm just sitting here. Yeah. This really blows. <laughs> or, <laughs> or my opponent created a deck where it's impossible for me to trade resources with yeah. them and they're still winning the game. Wow, that sucks. Why would I ever play this game? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. That And and then from there, um, we kind of iterated the, the basic concepts into more workable forms. And that, like, at the very start, it was very rough, right? We had, you know, essentially printed out white pieces of paper uh, yeah. in magic sleeves. Like, <laughs> that's, well, that's what I we mean, were going that's, with. You know, that's what John yeah, Gilmore that, says he does.
0: He says he's got a large collection of post-it notes, white paper, and biros that he uses mm-hmm. on a regular
1: basis, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, no, and, and, and it's great, too, because it allows you to just kind of change things on the fly. So so you come up with your basic <laughs> idea, you come up with your basic card set, and then you have to start playing it. You know, you, you have to start putting the... the Cards on the table and seeing, okay, is this working the way we want it to work? Mm. And then, you know, there there were situations where, um, like for some of the faction mechanics in the game, for a long time, three of the four factions felt really good. They felt like they had their own identity, but yeah. then the fourth faction was just like, God, this just doesn't feel good. Like it it doesn't feel like it's a it's its own faction that it's its own thing, and so it took us probably about three or four months to figure out uh, a way to to make it feel like its own thing and then once we did it we're like okay this is good like this this now feels like it's it's a really cool thing to have in there so yeah just um constantly working on on making sure that things were you know were working and then after that making sure that things were balanced so um one of the one of the really neat things that we found during playtesting once we got the game to pretty much a a polished you know semi-finished state was that ninety to ninety five percent of our games will end with a one turn swing where it's either right, okay. you Yeah, either either you won that turn or your opponent was winning next turn. And so to me that, that's a really good sign because yeah. it's you know it, it, it makes it a fun game and it makes it one that people will come back to and say, Man, if I just made that one decision a little bit differently, I probably would have won. Let's play again. I want to see if I can beat you this time. That, and it's yeah, <laughs> it turns
0: into a battle, doesn't it? I mean, it's you want a battle; it's a card battle. Oh yeah, you know, no, it's, you know, it's it's definitely it's a battle. <laughs> pol- it's not polite here, is it? I mean, this is right. all about um, you know, this is all about taking people out. But you should have the right if somebody, you know, if somebody you know flicks you in the eye, you can flick them in the nose right back the next turn, and and you know not have to wait five turns to do it. Right. Um, do you want to give us a general overview
1: of the game itself? Sure. Yeah, yeah that'd probably be good for the uh, for the listeners. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, so, no, 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 no. Let, let's keep it. Let them guess. Yeah, what, yeah, <laughs> a,
0: keep, yeah. give them a little bit. It's a card game, guys. Let's move right. on. Yeah, <laughs> just, just check it out. Remote. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> um, but uh,
1: yeah, so so Twilight of the Gods. It's um it's set in the fifth century A.D and um, it's right around the time when the Roman Empire is collapsing and so um, as the Roman Empire is collapsing and kind of these other kingdoms around the world are collapsing um, the pantheons are collapsing with them so you have like all these you know pantheons from the dawn of time like with all these different gods that you know belief is fading away from the world like the you know people because there's such upheaval and destruction you know people have stopped believing in their gods and so the gods can kind of feel like the upcoming dark ages pressing down on them and they they're like oh crap we need like not all of us are going to survive so essentially you are playing as a god and then your opponent is also playing as a god and you're battling against each other to see which of you is going to survive into the upcoming dark ages (laughs) because there's only so much power to go around and it's not enough for all of you (laughs) so so yeah so so it's this it's this neat little concept of of you know it's it's a Period of change of of tumultuous upheaval and you know do you have what it takes to survive this you know can can you outwit this other person and you know survive in, into this upcoming world? Um, uh, well, so so it's we're calling it an expandable card game. Um, we. <laughs> Yeah, we, we can't call it a living card game, because apparently Fantasy Flight has copyrighted that. But ah, <laughs> so, get out. But, but, if you're familiar with living card games, we are exactly the same as a <laughs> living card game. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you you copyrighted the name <laughs> Living. Yeah, we can do yeah, that. No, we, right.
0: have lo- we have lawyers that can do that. They can do the old, you know, copyrighting living thing. Well can right. you use a different word. You can yes.
1: you, you can use any word you want as long as it's not living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why we're an expandable card right, game. Okay. But 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 what that means for those unfamiliar with it is that um unlike like magic, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, those are collectible card oh, yeah, games where yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know what you're getting in a booster pack. Um in a living type card game or expandable card game, you know exactly what you're getting in the box or in the pack each time you buy it so they tend to be much less expensive than collectible card games because you're not trying to chase like mythic rares or you know the the super powerful cards that only appear like once in every 30 booster packs or something like that so
0: it's like your say your net runners or your um ashes of the phoenix born where you go out and you buy this particular expansion And you open it up and you get your 50 cards and you know you've got a list on the back and that is exactly what you've got. So you know exactly what you're getting in the pack kind of thing, yeah?
1: yeah yeah exactly and Good. then um yeah and and what we're doing with the um with the core set is that um it's <clears throat> it's going to come with 200 cards and then those 200 cards are separated into 450 card pre-made decks that have all been balanced against each other so that way like if you and your friends each want to you know throw in to buy one box you can all pick a deck and then just pull it right out of the box and play against each other and then if you decide you want to get into deck building, then yeah. you're like, oh, cool. Now, you know, now I might need some other cards, but I know if I buy this box, I'm getting all these cards and I don't have to buy like 50 boxes to do it. At most, you would have to buy three boxes because the we have a limit of three ofs of uh, any one particular card in your deck. And then um, the, the other thing that we're doing actually, too, is that... so. So I anticipate, like, the super competitive people are the ones that are going to want to buy the, the three boxes right away, so that way they have access to every single card, you know, three of of every single card. Yeah, yeah. But what, what we're going to do with future uh, mini expansions and, like, big expansions is that we're going to be filling in that core set. So if you're willing to wait then, you know, two years down the line, three years down the line, if you buy one of everything, so, like, one corset, one mini expansion, one mini expansion, one big expansion, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. you, you'll have a full set of cards. Like, you, you don't have to buy multiples of anything. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, because cool. I'm also a gamer. Like, <laughs> <and> it's, <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like,
0: I, you know, he's not going to be going out spending, spending money and money and money. And to be right. honest, that's what's put me off kind of like the collectible side of things is I Mm -hmm. loved um, Marvel Dice Masters because I Mm -hmm. like the dice and I like rolling them but you know you you ended up like spending $50 to get like you know 5 cards and 5 dice that you really really kind of wanted whereas Mm -hmm. on something like say um, Ashes um, at the Phoenix Bone is you buy the expansion deck I know everything that I've got in there I know that my deck's kind of pre-made but i can muck around with it kind of later on so if that i mean if that's the way you're going then i think it kind of um you otherwise you come you can kind of come across a little bit kind of greedy yeah i mean i don't want to say greedy well i am going to say greedy but yeah you you know how these things work (laughs) i mean let's i mean even on like say the terms of you know, lovely magic or any of the collectible mm-hmm. games there is always a tendency they're not called rare cards or ultra rare cards <coughs> because you open the packet and there's five of them there. I mean mm-hmm. they're there because they encourage you to buy kind of buy kind of more cards. If people right. know that they can complete the set um then they'll go you know obviously it's 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 um it's kind of more um encouraging for me to go out and think, well, actually, if I start on this. I know I can finish it as well. I'm not gonna constantly be kind of throwing money at it in order to get kind of kind of what I want. Um right. The factions, you've mentioned factions. So um what are the factions about, Chris?
1: Yeah, so so the um, we currently have four factions in the game and um for Twilight of the Gods our factions are actually based on uh, different philosophies. So oh, nice. our uh, our one of our factions, uh, and they're also color coded, so that way it's easy to you know tell them apart when yeah. when they're on the field. Um, so our red faction is aggression. That's kind of you know if, if you want to straightforward hit someone in the mouth like like fireballs <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, you're, Wednesday night you're bored. You want to Right, right, exactly. Right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're gonna want to play aggression. And then um our blue faction is negotiation. So if you want to be more subtle, um you know negotiations creatures tend to be individual weaker than the other factions but they have a lot more ways to spring traps on their opponents and and to do things that kind of mess with them um and then our brown faction is sanctuary so that's more the okay i'm gonna ford up i'm gonna i'm gonna build my walls i can heal myself a lot um i'm gonna take some hits in the early game because my creatures require more resources to get out but once i acquire those resources then i get out some of the biggest creatures in the game so you know for more of the defensively oriented player and then um the last one is Mysticism, which is kind of like, here's these neat effects, um, like, strange little combos that you can do, oftentimes by almost by doing damage to yourself, by destroying your own cards, oh, yeah, but yeah, then yeah, that yeah, allows yeah. you to, yeah, yeah. to do something else. So it's, because uh, one of the other big things in this game is that um your life in the game is your deck. So when you take damage, cards start flipping off your deck, and once your deck runs out, you're dead. So, (laughs) you can can draw as many cards as you want. Yeah. Like, that'll give you hand options, but you're also dealing damage to yourself. Because, I mean, that was one of the other things that drove me nuts about magic is like, some person who's drawing, like, you know, 30 cards or whatever. And it's like, well, (laughs) well, well, what's the downside? And he's (laughs) just like, like, what? (laughs) It's like, I don't know if you're going to kill me with, like, attacks or you're going to try and kill me with
0: paper cuts.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So, so that that's one of the things in in our game is that um. So you you take damage when you take damage, cards flip off from your from your life stack and your discard stack. But we have lots of ways to restore those cards back to your life stack. So mm. the you, Uh, the other person can choose to attack either your life stack or your discard stack. And if they attack your discard stack, it removes those cards from the game permanently. Ah, So there's always this constant weighing, you know, meaningful choice aspect of, well, do I hit them for their current life and try to burn them down before they can heal? Or do I start whittling down their max life and just take it away permanently? And uh it it gives us a lot of cool things we can do in that design space to where it's you know there you're going to have a ton of options um in terms of a player. It's up to you to identify what's the best option for any particular scenario and it will never be the same choice twice.
0: That sounds really, really, really interesting. I mean, um you're obviously you've got okay, you've obviously got the, the, the campaign um running or you know running on Kickstarter. What made you decide to go down
1: what made you decide to go down the Kickstarter route? Um so our pu- our publisher uh Victory Point Games um hmm. they've run uh a couple actually I think like four or five successful kickstarters before yeah. this and um we knew it was something where it, it allows us to gauge the interest in the game so that way, you know, for them as a publisher standpoint, they, they don't want to print out like 20,000 copies if there's only 4,000 people who are going to buy the game. Like, yeah, cause yeah, then, yeah. then the game just fails because they've spent too much money and, you know, they we won't be able to do any expansions or anything. Yeah. But um, it, it, it allows us to also kind of build that, that fan awareness and, you know, people who, who want to back in, who want to be a part of this world, you know, they can get some exclusive stuff um, that you can't get From just buying the the normal set so Mm, so mm. as i said earlier one of the things in this game you you actually are playing as a god and you do get a specific god card that represents you on the battlefield like that and that also determines your deck construction like certain gods require a minimum amount of cards um of their color and that number can be either 10 cards from your color or it can go all the way up to like 40 cards from your color um and the decks are 50 cards so it's it's one of those things that we've we've been able to kind of like nudge people in different directions in terms of deck building, and then for the Kickstarter, um, the Kickstarter exclusives are Elder Gods, so like Cthulhu, Dagon, Azathoth, you know all the all the Stop. HP Lovecraft just all the good guys, just all the right, guys. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know when those
0: guys turn up at your house party, then you know you might as well call the fire department. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good,
1: good good times are about to be had. Who invited yeah, Dagon? And, <laughs> hide yeah, the cats. Yeah, and. Well and, and so and they're actually their own faction they're the madness faction so uh, we don't yeah. <laughs> we don't have any madness cards yet um, yeah. but we will be releasing them later on so like at, at a certain p- and the madness faction is designed to pull from all the different colors because mm-hmm. they're madness right you know it, yeah. it doesn't matter like what what philosophy you, per- you pursue if you're a devu- devotee to Cthulhu like <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you're, you're I'll just anything like as long as it's got <laughs> tentacles <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> old squid face like that's, that's who you're going for exactly don't don't mention calamari uh, in front of him he doesn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so but but yeah, but that's one of the um one of the Kickstarter exclusives and um and so essentially what we're doing is that we're making those ones not tournament legal. Like they're still balanced against everything else, yeah. but they're not tournament legal because, you know, they are limited access. You have to be a Kickstarter backer to get them. But if you back the Kickstarter and get them, it now gives you a different option to play, you know, with your with your friends. Like yeah. it's like, oh, they're like, oh, cool, you have, you know, you you have Dagon out there. Like, how did you get Dagon? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, I was in there from the very very beginning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's it's bragging rights. It's, it's like, like a hipster it's, thing. It's like, no, I was there before yeah. they were even cool. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, but, but, you've, but yeah, you, the yeah. the Kickstarter's been been going really well, and um, you know, we've we've gotten a ton of support from people from it, and um, yeah, we're we're super excited about it.
0: Uh, you're, you've I mean, you've funded. I mean, you've not only funded, oh, yeah. you've funded and then some. I mean, you're sitting on sixty seven thousand dollars,
1: which yeah. Um... So so we're we're hoping to hit sixty nine thousand because that'll allow us to foil all of the god cards um oh. that that come in the corset. And then um, anything after that. So then our other goals now, since we basically hit all of our stretch goals, is um, I will be punting various fruits. Uh, I saw <laughs> this. Now, what is this all about? So, so I figured, you know, it'd be something fun to do. Because like, if this for, was for in the, the UK, if you said you were punting various
0: fu- fruits, you, it means you're selling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no. For, in the US, it means I'm kicking them. <laughs> exactly. In the UK, it's like, all right, Chris Cruz hunting
1: fruit well no, that's all right you just go down the shop and say do you want a banana right. love <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so but yes yeah, so, so i figured it'd be something fun because i mean how many other kickstarters are you going to back where the lead designer is going to kick a fruit or various fruits and that was actually their job for eight years <laughs> was to kick things really really hard <laughs> so um how um how how
0: far can <laughs> this is gonna be really weird um you know, as somebody who is obviously aware of the, their physical attributes and stuff like that, how far do
1: you think you could actually kick a <laughs> lemon? Uh, well, so, so that's going to be the interesting <clears throat> thing because I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I All think right. some of them will actually go, probably like thirty, forty yards, and I, I think most of them will just explode. <laughs> you're just going like... to end up. You can end up looking like you've been playing Nintendo Splatoon. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's just gonna be fruit juice everywhere.
0: I mean, but that's the idea. You can just you can turn this into the next industry. You could be on like the shopping channel. <laughs> Say, hi, yeah, hi, right. I'm Chris Clue. Forget the forget the nutri mixer. You want yeah. the Chris Chris Clue fruit smoothie boot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, have you, just have you punting various different fruits, yeah. and then it's really easy. You just get the the rubber scraper and you scrape yeah. it off your boot into your into your jar. Jams <laughs> yeah. for everyone. To add some apple juice and you're ready to go yeah <laughs> so you can get this now in three payments of thirty nine ninety nine. yeah plus shipping and handling exactly please not be new success most major major cards. mass car card, car no refunds he's a washed up guy going I, I had an acting career before that yeah. and now I'm presenting Chris Clue's Nutri-Foot yeah so what it's we hope it's a great name up- by the way Oh, I mean that's I mean this is this is recorded if, if I come back in six months you're right and I'm watching like and I'm watching the, re- the the kind of the wrestling and there's an advert in the middle and I see you coming <laughs> up and going I'm Chris Clue. I've got the nutri food. I'm gonna you're gonna hear me all the way from yep. the UK going that's come back just not my idea Lois where's my royalties <laughs> where's my lawyer <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So what, yeah, um, no, we,
0: yeah, so you've got melon here. Is that a crisp? Co- Punt's a cat? A cantaloupe?
1: Yeah. A so that one's gonna. I think that one might actually go a pretty decent distance. And then, yeah. um, the if we hit our very last one, that's a personal watermelon, which is a. It's a bit smaller than a normal wa- watermelon. It's mm. um, I'd say it's it's a it's larger than a softball but smaller than a soccer ball. So that one I think is just going to flat out just shatter everywhere (laughs) (laughs) how long did you spend
0: deciding these I mean did this I mean I can imagine you spending kind of like three hours working on stretch goals and then five and a half hours working on the fruit (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, so essentially it, it really only took me about like 10 or 15 minutes because i wanted it to go um in an ascending order right from yeah. smallest to largest yeah. and then i was like okay what fruits do i have easily available from the grocery store <laughs> and what is not going to break my foot if i kick it? <laughs> I <imagine laughs> you go to the doctor he's like he says you have to check your medical insurance for this right yeah it? it's you like, like you're,
0: you're yeah. not covered for fruit kicking <laughs> yeah i mean I mean, if i put like a pineapple on there or something <laughs> like, thank you you know i think like, you just have to cancel your policy is going to be null and void there's no way you're going um, <laughs> to yeah, yeah we're going to covered with this, this. <laughs> oh my goodness this is such a tangent um <laughs> <not> a tangent <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you're funded does this mean i mean obviously this um victory point games must be must be happy about this does this does this mean from their point of view that they does this give you retail opportunities? With you know, you breaking the funding barrier, you reaching your targets. Does this allow you to then kind of push things forward?
1: Yeah. So I think um, I think the plan is right now is that they're going to do a print run of uh, five thousand units. I okay. want to say, um, of which, gen- I, th- I think about you know, obviously depending how many Kickstarter backers we get, but it yeah. should be around. Um, if we hit the watermelon stage, you know, that's two thousand units to kick. To, to Kickstarter backers so um, if we do 2,000 to backers then that's an additional 3,000 that um, we can either sell through distributors or Victory Point can sell directly through their website Yeah, and then um, we have uh, three mini expansions planned after that that will um, will sell either through Victory Point or through distributors. Um, the mini expansions aren't covered under the Kickstarter. Um, the Kickstarter only gets you the corset, hmm. but we we planned it out to where essentially this full thing will be, the core set then three mini expansions and then um me and my team we already have plans for like five years worth of expansions so there's lots more yeah lots more twilight of the gods waiting to happen really really good so
0: if somebody goes if somebody goes ahead because you're going to be opening up late pledges which is one of the reasons that we're having you know the conversation as well Mm -hmm. no point in us spending kind of 20 minutes talking about it and then said (laughs) and you've missed it (laughs) <laughs> yep. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> yeah sorry you <know>, yeah um, <laughs> we could we could, we'll try and put this out in in uh, 24 hours but you know um <laughs> um no i mean there's going to be late pledges in there so what do people i mean when people kind of open the box they've got enough how many cards do you say they've got 200 cards for the base yes. the base box so that is yeah. that is a deck for each of your four four friends or meet right, yeah, myself it's, it's, yeah, um. so, so,
1: so the base box is um, 200 cards mm-hmm. uh, separated into 450 card decks, and then mm-hmm. you're, you get the four starter gods, and then the additional uh, 12 uh, gods that we unlocked that mm-hmm. were stretch goals, um, and that's three for each faction. And um, those essentially give you different ways to construct decks, um, cool. because your your god also gives you a one per game um, deity power, where almost kind of like Hearthstone, you know, you have like the different class yeah. abilities. Yeah, yeah, no no, um, no, 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 no. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. So so we have that for for our gods where but it's not like you know once per tour thing it's just a once per game thing where it won't outright win you the game most of the time but it yeah. will definitely give you an advantage if you use it at the right time. So it's up cool. to you to recognize when is the right time.
0: Yeah, no that is that's that's really really cool. Is there other games cuz I mean I mean talking about your past obviously We've not even talked about the World of Warcraft stuff. You know, that you were <laughs> yeah, I'm big in, into you know, video we're games too. we not touched on any of this stuff. <laughs> this has kind of been like, folk are going to go and look at us, you know, they'll they'll, they'll check back and they will go, well, he did all this stuff, and you didn't even talk about it. And it's like, no, we're talking yeah. about the Kickstarter. I'm not going to talk about yeah. World of Warcraft or <laughs> or anything else because we don't have we don't have the time. And I know less about World of Warcraft than I know about the NFL. So that I've, you know, I've looked, done a really good job of looking stupid enough as it is. I don't want to make that that kind of even worse. But <clears throat> going forward, I mean, you going through the creative process. Are there kind of like another four or five games sitting there that you're thinking, well, you know, when this is going out, this is going to go live, is there another project kind of sitting there in the back burner that you'd also like to put out there?
1: Yeah, so there actually is. Um, so Twilight of the Gods is hopefully going to take up the majority of my time for ideally the next, like, 15 or 20 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the dream. <laughs> but uh, Unless, of I, course, I, the juicy foot. The juicy. Yeah, queue, right. There you yeah. go, then, that's yeah. it. That's the name. We've yeah, done it. Unless of course foot. that takes off as well. <laughs> yeah, if, if that takes off, I mean, you know, all, all bets are off. But <laughs> it'd just be pictures the, of you and me standing in front of really tall right. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look what we bought today. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, um, I do actually have another project that um, I I've been working on with a friend of mine. It's mm. um, a board game. Uh, very very much mixing the idea of cooperative and competitive play in that it's you want to try to win the game cooperatively but Mm. there are also lots of ways to screw over the other people if you so choose and there is a win condition to win the game by yourself. But the oh, other cool. people can team up against you to try to prevent you from doing that. Because oh, yeah. I'm I like I love betrayal type games. So like Battlestar Galactica and uh you know games like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. where someone's or um was it Shadows over Camelot, like yeah. where someone's the traitor. So in this one, I want to I want to make a game where it's you don't there doesn't have to be a traitor, but if you want to be the traitor, then you absolutely can. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then <laughs> then it brings into that, that dynamic of he, you know now <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not people playing against the game, it's people playing against each other. And like that's for me I think that's the huge thing that that I love in games is when y- you're not playing against the odds in your deck or you're not playing against the odds on the field, it's you're trying to outwit the other person, right? You're you're trying to recognize what they would try to do in a certain situation and mm-hmm. you're trying to make the better play because that that's really what's fun is you know, now you're actually playing against the other person.
0: it sounds like you've got this all planned out yeah yeah so I mean in your mind it sounds like yeah I know exactly what I'm doing next and this is where you know this is where we're going to be this is where we're going to be going the campaign will fund will there'll be chances for people to go ahead and kind of get other pledges Um, the future the future project sounds something to keep an eye on is this where you're going to be heading I mean have you or are you now kind of come full circle from the n- from, and you said this, so I'm not I'm not being nasty to you. You yeah, said yeah, no. the nerd, <laughs> the nerd Oh yeah, no, I'm games. totally a nerd. <laughs> Do you know that's what I mean?
1: It's like, I Ath- th- th- believe <laughs> that he called Chris
0: Glue a nerd.
1: Yeah, it's a, sports was a way to pay the bills, but this is what I love doing. <laughs> so, but no. uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 definitely something where um, if I can you know develop games as a job for the rest of my life, like that, that would be awesome because. I've I've gotten so much enjoyment from playing mm. games and yeah. you know I, I I think a well-designed game it it allows you to not just have fun but you also learn a little bit about you know who you are and what you value and and just how you approach different situations. Yeah, no no, no. Like Absolutely. that's one of the big things I want to do with with Twilight of the Gods and that's why we used philosophies as our factions is that you know if you play an aggression deck like that's that's how you approach the situation. That's how you think this is the best way you know for you to win in mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. and and you can mix and match from all the different factions like our our resource system is color agnostic like it's not tied to any one color, yeah it's yeah as long as you have a resource, you know you can play the cards. And so that allows the people you know who are playing the game to really construct a deck that reflects who they are, as opposed to being you know forced into any one specific choice. Which I think is really cool because now it's it's a representation of you out there on the field, you know, via what cards you choose to represent yourself.
0: Do you think? <clears throat> and this is a, maybe a, a kind of a question you've already answered in your own head. Do you think you would ever go and do like a a kind of an NFL type card game or board game or something like that? I know there's like your blood bowls and guild bowls of this world but if you thought well you know would you ever consider doing that or is that um, something you would kind of just leave behind?
1: Well, I, I think it's interesting because um, the NFL, so American football is at its core, it's an abstraction of war, right? Mm, like you, yeah, you have yeah. these two different sides, they're fighting for territory, yeah. and then, you know, eventually one side either succeeds or loses. And so I, I think essentially um, we've, we've created that with Twilight of the Gods where it's, you know, you, you have two gods, they're going mm, to war. They're, yeah. you know, they're, they're trying to defeat each other, and really it's just what's, what's the coat of paint that you're putting on top? Right, like, w- what's the aesthetic that appeals? Yeah, because in the NFL, it's okay you're wearing shoulder pads and tight pants, and you have a football. <laughs> <laughs> like, says it, like my Saturday night. Right, <laughs> and, uh, and and then like in something like chess, it's okay you have you know these little figures that are moving on this eight by eight board, and you know yeah. for checkers, it's you know same thing, but it's even more simplistic. Like for Go, it's the you know the two little stones. But at 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 its most fundamental, at its most basic, all of these games are about. One side versus another side, and which one will win within the rules of the game that both sides have agreed upon
0: uh-huh uh-huh, cool, cool. So if people um on listening tonight want to keep an eye on the campaign, you know they've listened tonight and thought this guy's you know Chris is a fascinating person to talk to, and you have been. What's the easiest, how would you find you on the on the interwebs? What's the easiest place to find out about what you're up to and, and yourself if they want to?
1: Um, so the easiest way to find me is on Twitter. Um, I am at Chris Warcraft, because uh, I played a lot of World of Warcraft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that from when you had your first kind of... Original yeah. Twitter account, and you went, I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah, it's well, so it's funny because um, the local this was back when I was playing in the NFL, and the local sports radio station said, You should get on Twitter, you should get on Twitter. Yeah, um, and I was like, Why would I ever want to get on Twitter? <laughs> <And then eventually laughs> There's a lot there of people were, asking that question at the moment, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so eventually, I was like, Okay, fine, I'm gonna get on Twitter. Like, all right, And now I need to figure out what my handle is gonna be. And then yeah. at the same time, um, that was back when uh, Chad Johnson, he was a receiver for the Bengals, he had the Legally changed his name to Chad Ochosenko because that was he wanted it to say that on his jersey because his number was eighty five. All right, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and so the local radio station was like, "You should change your name to Chris Warcraft because you're of always playing you World of Warcraft." There you go. And, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that because my <laughs> wife would kill me. Exactly. <laughs> but just that walked, sounds like a great Walked in with a bunch of roses and go,
0: "Well, hello, Mrs. Warcraft," and she's right? like, "What?" <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs>
0: like, you only like to communicate with me through your lawyer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Divorce Warcraft. proceedings
1: are going. <laughs> but, I'm, uh,
0: I'm going and I'm taking the magic cards with me. Oh, no, no, not the yeah, magic no,
1: cards. No, 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 I'll change it back. I'll change it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I was like, okay, well, no, that that could be a cool Twitter handle. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just call myself Chris Warcraft on Twitter. And uh, yeah, don't. stuck. And um, yeah, if, if people want to follow, chat with me, um, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the game, um, you can either go to totggame.com. Okay. or uh, Victory Point Games, um, their website. If you just Google Victory Point Games, it'll be like... The
0: first we'll put... Thing yeah, we'll out. put we'll put links... Um, We'll put links in... The, I always say we put links in the show notes. So that okay. means we've got notes to show, so we'll do that as well. We'll put Victory Point Games. We'll put your Twitter handle. Well, also, I take it that the current campaign is going to be on the same kind of URL. So if we put your current... If we put the, the, the Twilight of the Gods kind of Twitter link... That, I mean, sorry... <laughs> kickstarter link even then it's going to lead through because you'll be you're kind of as you said you're going to kind of keep the pledges open afterwards yeah yeah and
1: then then if if people need to they can contact victory point games too and you know they'll they'll work with you to you know to help you get situated with that
0: good good on our victory point are they going to be selling are they going to be going forward are they going to be selling it directly or are they just going to be distributing it for you
1: uh, they'll be selling it directly as well. So oh, you know, awesome. w- once the game actually does come out, yeah, you can just order it straight from uh, from their cool. website. And for a standard box, if I wanted to get in, and I said this
0: sounds great, what's how much is it going to cost me?
1: Um, I think our price is thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, right, And cool. yeah, so so essentially, if you if you want to get in with like three friends, three friends, it's ten bucks each, and then you each get a deck. <laughs> That's nice, so. isn't it? That's yeah, really, it's, really, it's, so, <laughs> it's really nothing. Especially compared to, like, magic. <laughs> Let's not, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> magic. I'm just, what are you doing? Well,
0: um, how many kidneys you got? Uh, <laughs> two. <laughs> you only need, you only need 50% of the kidneys. You can live a natural, normal life, and we can get 52 packs for that kidney. Right, yeah. <laughs> you get half a Black Lotus. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, right, okay. I don't know how good your kidneys are. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we'll put the, we'll put the notes out there if you as I say if you want to follow if you want to follow Chris on Twitter go to Chris Warcraft um if you want to keep a, a kind of an eye on what we are doing we are all over the interwebs as well you can find us on Twitter at we are not Wizards. we're on Facebook at we are not Wizards we're on Instagram at we're not Wizards so I really should post some more pictures um you can email us magic at we'notwiizards.com or dot um listen this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> um yeah, I really yeah, no, really <laughs> really no I really really appreciate your time. And there's been nonsense in the middle with the fruit thing which is just, you know, it's made my <laughs> day but no listen I really really um appreciate you taking the time out of your day um and uh, you know spending it talking to us about um everything cardboard and, and the likes. Um there are two things to do. And then the first thing is to remember that we are many things but we're not wizards are we wizards chris
1: i don't think we're wizards no we're definitely not (laughs) wizards
0: we punt wizards 50 yards when we see them
1: (laughs) exactly you're gonna make that
0: boy feel like a cantaloupe take that yeah magic (laughs) and i suppose the last thing is to say goodbye um so um, again thank you Chris for your time it's been a lot of fun and I hope you've had some fun as well Um, but it's a goodbye from Chris yep thank you for having me on I really appreciate it Ah, it's been fantastic and it's a goodbye from me stay safe play your cards right and have a look at this Kickstarter campaign even if you are a late pledger because it looks an awful lot of fun but until then bye for now (laughs)